Welcome, welcome, welcome to podcast 18-002, Forged by Fire. My name is Ryan Stevens. I'm here with the great Viking, Rob Heffley. Today, we're going to tackle mental toughness. Mental toughness. That's kind of scary to me because I, I see it about 10 different ways. I think about mental toughness. Uh, my wife having a kid, or actually two kids at home, is mentally tough to me. Dude, mental toughness, I believe, is the vehicle that can get us to places we want to be. People give up early. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, exactly. I just, you know, I'm still recovering from my half marathon. Definitely one of those things that kind of pushed me to my limits as a 38-year-old, 250-pound male. Dude, you know what? I want to I want to hear... I want to hear how the race went because I know I challenged you last time to beat your wife. And so I think later on, I want to hear about that, dude. Oh, man. Definitely got some updates there. Dude, awesome, man. So when I say mental toughness, Rob, what do you think, dude? Well, first, actually, where are you at right now? Where are you at on the on the map with your grid coordinates? What are you dealing with? Um, man, right now, just, you know, I said, just finished the race up and, you know, kind of body kind of recovering. Uh, I actually got a good workout in the day. And what, uh, what were you but, doing today? Uh, did some deadlifts, man. Uh, pull ups. I did some pull ups on uh, with towels, getting ready for the fire truck pull, trying to get my grip a little bit good. Boom. And did some uh, push ups, pull ups. And did, I did deadlifts all the weight I had, which wasn't very much weight, which I felt good. And actually got to wear my weight belt that actually fits, which is like a big non-scale victory for me. I got it around me and actually got it strapped. Which The, the little Hefley. The, yeah. Dude. Used to, man. It's, it's a big deal because I remember trying to buy a weight belt at the CrossFit Games and they did not have one big enough for me. Dude, d- tell me, d- tell the guys, tell the listeners, how much weight have you lost total? What's the total? Um, right at 105 pounds. Boom. Gone. Dude. Gone forever. And, and that's... Uh, would you say part of that's from mental toughness is is enduring uh, resiliency, staying with it? Oh, yeah, definitely some, uh, you know, as far as uh, training and center eating. Like I know you said, gas- hey, Rob, you had gastric bypass. It's a it's a thing. But here's what happens. The first two weeks after that, you can only drink shakes. OK, I like to eat, man. I like to chew my food. Uh, and so, like, you know, those first two weeks is probably one of the hardest things I've ever did because the liquid even, diet, the, one of the things I did, you're not supposed to do, I would chew some food up, spit it out just because mentally I was like, I want to taste some, chew some food up, you know, I'm a man, yeah, I'm some, a man and I want to eat my yeah. food. So, I mean, that's just the way, you know, that part of being, you know, those things. But after the fact is like, Hey, what are you going to do with this? And, uh, man, I had a made up mind, even when I was in the hospital, Jessica kind of freaked out. Cause like, they're like, if you get around the rounds three times, you can leave. I was like, give me my robe. I was like, I'm rolling. I'm and rolling out of here. <laughs> I had my thing, you know, I did around three times. And I was like, I wanted to go home. I'm breaking out of this piece. <laughs> yeah. Cause I lost 70 pounds the first three months, but man, I worked out though. I mean, CrossFit, you know, running, training for a sprint try. And just, you know, in my head, I was, had a made up mind. And I think that's one of the things, you know, the mental toughness, like, is if you don't have your goal and your made up mind, you quit. You don't know your why. We talk about, you know, Simon Sinek talks about knowing your why. The why is huge. And uh, knowing why you're doing it, because when it gets tough, you just quit. But if you have a why, just like, you know, there wrote down, you know, especially written down, maybe on your mirror, maybe in your truck, maybe wherever, you know, if you have that why, you know, internally too, man, you get up and you do the work. That's right. You know, mental, mental toughness. That's something like my wife, you know, my wife, I walk into the bathroom and she has a list of goals above her sink. So when she's getting ready in the morning and I was super pumped to see that, you know, you walk in, I understand the, uh, the importance of goals and setting goals and seeing it like in front of your face all the time, 
just hounding me of, hey, this is where you need to be. This is where you're going. And I have found over the years, Rob, when I write a a goal down, I obtain it. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's just proven by facts, proven by studies. And talking about our why, we have both have very strong wives. My wife, uh, you know, some of you guys know her, Jessica Heffley. She's, I call her Plex Famous because Plexus World, she's a big deal. <laughs> Plex Famous. But man, she first started that and I hated it. You know, I didn't want anything to do with network marketing, but she started killing it. But when, before she became successful, she had a picture of Alexis on her refrigerator and a picture of Alexis in her car taped on her dashboard of her Toyota 4Runner. And I made fun of her. Like, I was like, you're such a dork. You know, but mentally, she don't care about the car, but that's kind of the, the place where you win. You kind of hit six figures and you win a trip and you, know, and you get the Lexus. And she put a picture in her car taped up on the dashboard and one on the refrigerator. I'm like, okay, dork. You know, you know I was like, when's your date? You know, and she like put her date on it and she actually beat it by like three or four months. And is, is that crazy right there? Yeah. That is crazy, right? Setting goals, the importance of goals and being mentally tough to push through and obtain them, right? You know, what's really crazy, Rob, is almost like uh, diets. When people go on diets or they, I guess what, it's the end of the year, my new year's resolution, I'm going to go ahead and attack this. This, and, and you see people, they get a whole new get up, they get their little iPod out. I mean, they're all about it. And then 30 days in, they quit. Oh, they quit usually the second week. I think most people are done by the second week. Why? And that's because what mental, mental toughness and goal setting, you think? I, I think a lot of that and they're not prepared mentally um, because you, you try to do too many things at one time and still, you know, you know, I'm a big person, you know, one change a week, you know, do one change, you know, whether it be drinking more water next week, work out because most people do not have their why written down, you know, to change. I mean, that's one of those things that I always talk about people change because of Jesus and pain, you know, a lot yeah. of times, you know, that's where they get to. You, that's a really good point. I say the same thing when I do jujitsu is, and jujitsu changed my life, but I, I say the same thing is you can only change a man's view on things via pain or reward. You know, I can take, like I teach police officers all the time and we'll sit down and I'll tell them, you need this. And they give me flat tire lips, you know, they give me that funky lip and the lips go flat. And I say, you know, so I have to punch them. I have to punch them in the face. And then they're like, okay, wow, he is right. I need that. Or you give them reward. You know, I teach them a scissor sweep or some kind of butterfly sweep. uh, So if you're on the bottom of the fight, you can flip it and now be on top of the fight. And they get it in the middle of a struggle. And then they're like, wow. He was right. So pain or reward is the only way to really change your, your mindset, you know? And uh, the thing about it is like the first, I mean, diet is such a hard one. And I always tell people, you know, diet and body change because you don't see it yourself. You know, you don't see it. You know, usually it takes, they say a lot of times six to eight weeks before you notice yourself. Other people sometimes notice it. And the scale sometimes, you know, like if you start squatting, you know, just for instance, CrossFit's one of those things I, I love to do CrossFit. And most people would come in the CrossFit and haven't squatted since they're in high school or never squatted. So they'll gain a little bit of meat, a little bit of, you know, in their legs. They get swole up. Yeah, because, you know, it's a long muscle and their weight's not going, you know, sometimes they gain weight and they're like, I don't want to gain weight. And I was like, it's not, I mean, I'm not really big on the number, but how my clothes fit, you know, how I feel, you know, sit there because, you know, the number, if, you know, if I'm 250 pounds of muscle, Great. If I'm 250 pounds of like flab and, you know, skinny fat, you know, and who cares? You know, I don't want to be that way. You know what? I had an old gunny tell me once in the Marine Corps. He said, uh, Ryan, the scale is irrelevant. You know, the Spartans back in the day, they didn't have scales. You were weighed on your toughness, how long you can hold your shield and your sword. 
So it doesn't matter how, what the scale says. It's about performance. Well, it's like you see most of the grunts, Marine Corps, Army, you know, the, the ground grunt soldiers. Most of them have a big barrel chest and a gut. And, you know, it's not like a fat gut. It's like I always talk turtle shells. Thick. Yeah, thick. thick. Yeah, thick. Because, you know, they, they're sitting there. They know as far as rucking. And they're not, they're not, you know, they tape out though, because you know, like their neck is like, you know, 22 inches and their waist is like, Hey, you know. a grizzly bear don't got abs, bro. <laughs> exactly. you know, a grizzly bear, a grizzly bear's not, yo, check yeah. out this six pack, but a grizzly bear can do work. You know, yeah. I mean like the person beside me, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather them be able to carry their ruck than be, you know, skinny and not be able to sit there and hold up, you know, their weight. Uh, and that's what, you know, one of those things too, kind of, you know, how do you measure yourself in those things? And I think the metrics and mental toughness, a lot of times, um, we men are seeing more challenges. It's like, you know, the Spartan races, the tough mutters, uh, these races, you know, from marathons, cause we want to be challenged to see kind of where we're at mentally tough because we're not being challenged in the world anymore, um, in different ways. And I think that's a big deal because guys, we want to be mentally tough. We want to say, Hey, I, I finished that. I might not been the best or the fastest, but I finished it. And I'm, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm kind of stepping up to be more mentally tough. Yeah. I, when um when I when I do jujitsu, I don't know how many guys that um I've rolled with and physically they look bigger than me or they look muscled out. I remember I fought at a big huge tournament and I was in San Diego, and one of my good buddies, Ford Jacobs, was my coach, and I I was fighting. I was the smallest guy in the super heavyweight division, and I walk out and this dude like so my buddy Ford's like rubbing on my shoulders and he's like Ryan you got this dude you've been training you know I think I was at 220 pounds at the time and he's like you got this you got this jujitsu tournament big huge I think probably 1500 to 2000 competitors there and I'm fighting in the super heavyweight division this guy comes rolling out looking like Mongo dude uh knuckles dragging on the ground you know and my buddy Ford was like you're going to get beat like good luck. And then he'd stop running. He got off the mat and I walk out there and we clinched up and I put a little bit of pressure on him and started turning and burning. And I felt him break. So here's the thing, Rob. And I think it's important for our listeners to understand mental toughness is that just because your body looks it, you might have the body of a Greek God, but mentally you're weak and it'll, and it'll show in performance every single time. Are you one of the guys right now, if you're a listener, where somebody says you're going to do 27 reps and you give up at 20? Are you the person who says, uh, you know, hey, we're going to run three miles and then you start to jog when your chest starts to burn? Are you the person when someone starts to punch and maybe you're training, you're doing boxing training and they tag you one or twice and you start to cover your face or in business? When things and all the operations start to increase, are you the one who mentally gives up? So I think mental toughness is huge. I think it goes right along with physical fitness and physical capabilities. I mean, it's it's one of those things that, uh, I mean, you, you've seen it, I think, you know, in the military and law enforcement. I mean, even uh, you, you train sheepdogs, kills Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you see guys come in that, you know, they might have been sitting there going to CrossFit. They might have been going to, you know, they might have been former prior military. They might be different things. But, you know, where they're at now sometimes is not, they're, they're still thinking 18 years old and their bodies not, you know, sit there. And uh, I think the the part I always think about, I think about Mark Devine's that we can do 40% more than what we think we're capable of until we completely just lock up and, you know, our body stalls as, you know, that part. And most of us, that threshold, man, is very, very scary. And I've seen it in CrossFit so many times. People come in 
and they try to keep up out of ego and pride and they end up, you know, puking and call it pukey, which is kind of funny sometimes to me. And I always like, slow down, slow down. You're not ready for this, you know, slow down, you know, pace I left, yourself. I left the same way, you know, trip when trip first started, we were teaching uh, sheepdog skills and he was pushing one of the sleds, you know, the sleds that you like UCA has those big wooden sleds, you know? So he, he, he starts pushing this sled and he's pushing it across this turf field. And I tell everybody, you know, go down there, push it down, take a deep breath, turn, turn the sled around and then sprint back with the sled. And I see trip dude digging deep and he's pushing the sled and all of a sudden he turns and he doesn't take a break and he starts pushing. And I'm like, uh Oh, he's never trained here before. And if men have never really pushed themselves, they don't know where their comfort zone ends and where success begins. And so he started pushing real, real hard. And at the end, dude, he laid down and I was like, Trip, are you okay? And he goes, no, Ryan, I'm not okay. And I'm like, uh-oh, Trip's going to die right here in the gym. And so I look at his My face. business partner's <laughs> about to die, yeah. white-lipped, yeah. Ryan, you know, like killed his own business partner. Yeah, so I'm like, this guy's going to die. And I'm like, uh, Trip, if, you know, if this goes on for any length, of, you know, I'm going to call 911. So I'm looking at him. His face is white, his lips are white, and then all of a sudden he gets up, and I'm like, Trip, are you okay? You start to see color back in his face, and he's like, dude, I got my prayer life on. You know, he said, I was praying hard. I've never experienced that, and I said, you know, welcome to the dojo. Dude, you just leveled up because now you understand what the threshold is. Now experience it now versus when your house is on fire. And you have to pull your wife out. Fireman's carry. Experience it now when a guy tries to jump you at Walmart parking lot and grab you by the throat. Everybody says, Rob, how many dudes do you know that says, uh, you know, I'll jack a dude up if he messes with my family. But yet they don't know where their limit is. That's pride and ego. I mean, that, I mean, that's for men. I know we all deal with that. And we say, and there's even there's I mean, there's tons of studies. Every guy thinks he can do way more than what he can really do. I mean, it's just one of those things. And I think as the people that get older and wiser, they know their limits, but they also know like, hey, this is what I can do when I have to. This is what I can do when I when I need to. And even like Ryan, we were at a, a men's retreat called Man Alive Expedition. Guys, check it out. It's a great thing. And we were actually ran down this hill. It was about a, we did like about two mile, but the first mile we ran down this hill and I was like, man, we got to run back up this hill in which, you know, when you're like six foot four and 250, like running up hills, you know, my knees are jacked anyway. It's not, not comfortable anyway. You know, I'm sitting there like, do to do getting up the hill, like, you know, not stopping. You know, there's too many guys around here, like, you know, breathing hard. And Ron's like, pick me up and carry me at the top of the hill. I'm like, what the F, you know? And I'm trying not to cuss because I'm in a church men's retreat. And so, you know, I picked him up, you know. I'm not going to lie if you were a little scared. I saw it on your face. You look at me, I'm like, you're going to, I'm going to fireman's carry you. And then you're going to fireman's carry me at the end of this hill. And I, well, your face, this is a key point, Rob, for you and others, right? Where you could have said no. You could have said, no, man, I, dude, I'm at my limit. Cause you were exhausted. I saw, I mean, you were breathing hard. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was definitely, I was sucking wind. And that, the part right there is like, I think so many times because we've not done it before or we've not tried it before. And there's a part of it's like, Hey, I'm afraid of failure. If I fail, how am I going to look? And that's one thing I've really tried to take that when that question comes up, it's okay to fail. It's okay. I'd rather say I failed trying than not try at all. My, my biggest regret is not trying now. I try to live my life that way. I'm not trying to do something when I'm challenged in that way. Dude, so that's the thing is getting into that adversity and not worrying about what other people, I mean, that's the same with jujitsu. So many men will not start jujitsu because they're afraid of failure. In reality, you fail forward in success. 
That's what they do in the Marine Corps. You know, Cobra pilots. I was I was stationed at Camp Pendleton in 33 area, which is called Camp Margarita. And we would watch the Cobra pilots. They would actually fly up into the air and then the instructor would shut the helicopter off. I mean, talk about failure, right? I mean, they would shut the helicopter off and you'd watch it fall out of the sky. And before it hit the ground, they would do this thing called an auto rotation and they would tip the helicopter up and all the wind would start like uh, slow the helicopter down. So if it was to hit the ground, it wouldn't hit that hard. And then the instructor would turn on the helicopter and they would do it over and over. And then now guess what? You're over there, you're operating in Iraq and Afghanistan and the helo just falls out of the sky like a rock. You're like, bro, been here, done this perspective. Well, it's like, you know, muscle memory, I think, you know, in training, training, that's why a lot of people understand, they do not understand training unless you've been in the military or law enforcement because even the great sports teams, you train, 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 train for situations because that one day when it does happen, it's like, how do I react? How do I do this? You know, and that's what, you know, like the other day, I, I just got my concealed carry in the mail and you guys, several of you, I know you have concealed carry and I actually took the class before and, but I took it again with Ryan. He taught it really good class, but you know, just cause I took a class, that's kind of the very minimum is like, I got to train with my weapon, how to use it, how to sit there how to put it, you know, jack of shell in the chamber, sit there, how to take the, you know, all those things. If I don't train the muscle memory is like, Hey, if I ever get confronted with somebody in my house, what do I do? What do I, you know, those things, you know, those things, training part of the mental toughness is like, you know, the muscle memory part of doing those things. And, uh, mentally, I think challenging ourselves, you know, you know, the physical part, the mental part, you know, all the time is like, we got to constantly be changing that domain and yeah, that's where things get that's good. interesting. That's good because what you're saying is changing the domain. You're starting to understand what your true capacity is. Every man on this planet, if you're listening, you need to know what is your capacity. What is your capacity? Meaning how much work can you actually do? I've met so many men who say, yeah, I'd, I'd jack you up if I was in a fight. In reality, we get on the mat. And here's the thing, Rob, I'm not even that good. You know what I mean? I mean, I... I train with many a guys that can smash me. And so what happens, I, I, I am still growing. My capacity is still growing. But I meet a lot of dudes who say, you know, I, I jack you up if I get on the mat, dude. I choke. I don't want to get down there because I'd have to kill you. And then you get them down there and they're lost. It's because they didn't know what their capacity was. Well, like, you know, one thing about your work capacity, Ron's like, you know, talking kind of down about himself. But like uh, the other day we were training and there was three groups you know, sparring. And, uh, you know, had the gloves on, like, what was that 16 ounce gloves? Most people had. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was and, about 16. Well, Ryan goes like 21 uh, minute and a half rounds straight. You know, we all rotate in with him, you know, different times, but I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm over there like sucking wind after like three or four rounds, you know, just rotating in and out. And he's like going straight, straight. But his, you know, his work capacity is about 10 times of everybody in there. And, and he knows that he knows what he can do that work capacity and keep building that. But you know, changing that domain, like you said, there's always a different domain. Like you, you take him out of that and put him something, whether it be a CrossFit workout where he's doing snatches or, you know, sit there different things where he's got to run more or got to, you know, there's always, we all have, I think a thing we're good at. And a lot of times we want to stick to those things we're good at and not go That's to so the things true. that, you know, the things that, you know, are hard or the things that, Hey, I'm, I'm a novice, man. I'm a novice with a pistol. I'm a novice at sparring, but what is fun is learning that stuff and learning, you know, um, every day because I think the thing I know is that I don't know everything. That's it, man. And that's part of ego, you know, but, uh, I challenge everybody, Rob, all of our listeners, I challenge them to leave their comfort zone. 
I mean, so if you leave your comfort zone, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. And I think it's perspective. The more that you start, I mean, you, a good example, we, I meet guys that say, Ryan, I couldn't run a mile. And then they run a mile. And then they're like, oh, the mile was easy. And then you say, okay, we're going to run two miles. And then they run two miles. And then they run three miles. And then what happens is they start to get up where they said, man, I, I can't believe I, I said I couldn't run one mile. And then that just grows different types of things. You know, when you start to change your perspective in life, you know, you, you easily start obtaining things. We just, last year we did the Murph. I challenged the dudes. Everybody was doing it in like shorts, t-shirt. I said, if you're going to do the Murph with us, I challenge you to do it in boots, utility bottoms, which is like cami bottoms, boots. And if you really want to get after it, wear a kit, which is like a, you know, bulletproof vest with magazines, you know, what, what, what military uses overseas and a gas mask. And talk about now, guess what? Perspective, bro. Check this out. You run that and then you come back and you say, okay, I'm going to do the Murph and shorts. It's still rough, but guess what? I have a totally different perspective. And now I just gained mental toughness. I made a deposit in the mental toughness bank. And that's what I challenge our, uh, our listeners to do. When's the last time you put deposit in the mental toughness bank? Okay, I need a disclaimer here. If you guys don't know what Murph is, it's a it's a kind of a moral it's a Memorial Day thing. A lot of boxes do, or CrossFit boxes do, and also a lot of you know even uh, units do it. And uh, you run a mile. It was it three hundred squats, two hundred push ups, a hundred pull ups. Dude, it's something run ridiculous. A I was and, sore for a week afterwards. It was three hundred, two hundred, one hundred of those three things, and run Dude. a mile in the front, and run a mile in the back end. But what happens is like, you know, even in shorts and a t-shirt and even most boxes, I mean, I've done, I've done a quarter of it sometimes. I've done a half of it. I've done a full thing is just because it's about the struggle that it's like trauma bonding with whoever you're doing it with is like, Hey, somebody died, you know, and they got in this name Murph after a fallen soldier. And, uh, I mean, I, you know, I always tell people Memorial Day is coming up, you know, find a CrossFit or find, you know, some guys doing it and, uh, Hey, if you can't do the whole thing, do, you know, do what you can do just to see, because it's a, it's a great, it's a great leveling playing field to see where you're really at in life. And, you know, sitting here, I was sitting here thinking about if you guys have never ran with 40 pounds on you, it doesn't feel great. Well, that's a good way for them to leave their comfort zone. Sometimes like here's the thing, Rob, some dudes say, okay, mental toughness. I got it. It's to be tough mentally. Okay, good. How do you train that? That's what the listeners probably want to know is how do you train that or how do I do it? And you, and I think you're right is telling them find a box and go do a Murph. It's going to challenge you physically. There's going to be some point during the workout that maybe you're a good runner, but the pull-ups are going to kill you. Right. Or that's like me, pull-ups kill me. Or, um, you might be a guy who's a stud, right? Like Thad Harden or Chuck Clausen, guys that work out with me in the morning, pull-ups are nothing from them. However, when they put the kid on in the boots, it murders them. And so it pushes them to their limit to find out where's my true capacity. You know, where can I walk out to the cliff and look over and see the full view? Most men, Rob, check this out, bro. Most men stand back from the cliff and they look out into the horizon and they never see the bottom. And so most men live that life. And so here's the first step is we're talking about mental toughness, uh, mental toughness. Where's the steps? The step is get out and challenge yourself. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Just, and that's where, you know, finding people that are challenging too. Yeah. You have uh, I think a lot of times we have, we, we talk about band and brothers a lot and we'll talk about that and talk about, you know, leveling each other up, but the people you're around that are challenging you to be more, do more, 
um, are, are huge because what happens is if you have somebody that doesn't challenge you in your life, you know, if that's, if that's your main, your main crew, your main clan, your main band of brothers, you know, Hey, I just drink beer with them. I just hang out with them, but they're not challenging you to do more. I mean, I, I challenge you to find some, find some more friends that's going to challenge you because there's nothing like honestly doing some kind of workout that's, you know, and there's, it's trauma bonding is what it is, you know, at the end, especially for memorial, a workout of somebody, you know, uh, that's, it's really, it's really great. And, uh, that's just, it's just a big deal to me. You know, so there's so many times people don't want to do that because they're scared to do it. They're scared. They're, they're not going to finish or not, you know, the pride kind of takes over all those things. I can't do this, but you know, in their head, you know, those tapes, they need to change the tapes in their heads. Like, hey, I'm going to try this. I might fail, but I'm still going to try. That's it, man. I think also our listeners need to know too. It's not just physical. I think Rob, you and I really enjoy the grind. And the grind, you know, getting up at five in the morning and pushing and seeing what I'm capable of, what's my true capacity. But I think mental toughness is also um, non-physical. You know, it's the struggle that happens in your head. I think I remember reading a study and it said uh, mental toughness is the ability to cope and handle with pressure and stress and adversity. So it could be um, rob your business, right? You got some stuff going on and you felt like thrown in the towel, right? Oh, it's mean, I mean, that happens all the time because most, I mean, most people are successful in business are problem solvers and it's not, nothing is ever laid out as easy. That's what I, a lot of times people is like, you're overnight success. And I was like, no, nope. you've seen hey. like 25 <laughs> years of failures. Hey, hey, nope. And that's exactly what the, what the research was saying was the ability to overcome or rebound from failures, the ability to persist and refuse to quit pretty much you have an insensitivity to stress. So that's what I challenged the listeners. I, I told my wife one time, I said, compared to what? That's like my little hashtag is compared to what? You know, I'm having such a bad day compared to what? We have soldiers over there getting mortared. Um, my car broke down. This is so bad compared to what? You have a car. Most people like overseas in Iraq, Afghanistan, they're driving donkeys. Yeah. Hashtag first world problems. Yeah. My wife gets mad. I say the same thing. I was like, hey, we have it made. I was like, we got food in the fridge. I was like, you know, the lights are on. We got a house. But I was like, you know, the first world problems, you know, a lot of times it's all about perspective. And, uh, you know, I was sitting there, I was thinking about that quote um, I told you about, you know, Vince Lombardi, you guys must, you know him. He's, he's a great Packers coach, but also a great just leader and had some great quotes. But one of the things I love is like mental toughness. Spartanism with qualities of sacrifice, self-denial, dedication. It is fearless and it is love. I'm going to read that again. Mental toughness is Spartanism with qualities of sacrifice, self-denial, dedication. It is fearlessness and is love. I mean, I mean, mm. what does that speak to you, Ryan? Mm, dude, check this out. As soon as you said that, I have the, um, I visualized the movie 300, which is one of my favorite. I used to make the Marine Corps martial arts green belt instructors. I know that's a long title, but pretty much it's, it's the first hurdle to becoming a black belt Marine Corps martial arts instructor trainer. I used to make them watch 300 and there's so many lessons to be learned from there, but ultimate mental toughness. Are you ready? Is when they were there and they had the shields and he was like, uh, he said, my arrows will blot out the sun. And they shot all the arrows. And the Spartan, I think it was uh, Leonidas, took the shield and he put it over his head. And he's like, then we'll fight in the shade. It's a perspective. Bro, he is so mentally tough. He's, he knows his capacity. He's been through things harder than a battle. And so what happens is, compared to what? So you're going to shoot arrows at me. Compared to what? You know, I just fought 
six dudes, one dude slashed me, you know, I carried 400 pounds, you know, all these uh, milestones that he's recorded in his life. He put up the shield and he was, he was laughing about it. And I think that's one thing that you can take from the military and the Spartans is the humor in adversity. Like I can train and I know if you're mentally tough or not. Like if you show up to one of the classes or I do a personal training with you, I, I can test your mental ability. I'll give you an unobtainable goal. And I watch how you approach it. I watch you, you look at me and I'll say, you're going to do a thousand burpees. And then I'll watch a guy, you can't tell me, or I'll make him push a truck and then I'll push the brake. And then, so they keep trying and they can't do it. And watch what will happen. I'll, I'll see one guy who's mentally tough. He'll start laughing and he'll embrace the suck and he'll start pushing harder and he digs so deep and he grows. I watch his capacity tank just slightly grow a little bit. Or I watch somebody, I'll say right out the get go, I'll say, Rob, you're doing a thousand burpees. And then the head just, just, you know, that means he doesn't have the capacity yet. He's not mentally tough. He gave up before it even started. I, I think about, you know, this is the qualities of sacrifice, self-denial and dedication. And it's like, you know, knowing your why, you know, I'm going to have to sacrifice. I'm going to deny myself to feeling great or feeling good right now and dedication and his fearlessness and his love. And I think about another mental toughness. I think about single parents. Oh, Anytime I have man. my Yes. When I have my kids alone for like, you know, for like six hours, I'm like, man, my wife, you know, and I Bonkers. think about, I was like, you know, I love my kids, man, but I like people that do this day in and day out and go to work, pick their kids up and love them, man, mentally tough, you know, and I definitely, anytime you see a single parent, if you can help them out, you know, watch their kids for an hour or two, let them have some free time because it's, it's not easy, but there's always these situations. I think, you know, people, I got a friend right now that's been struggling with cancer for almost two years, man. And he has the most positive attitude, Brent French, great guy. And I actually got to do a fundraiser in Hawaii about two years ago, we did a rowing contest and that's been, I'm going to Hawaii in September. It's going to be two years. We did that, but he struggles with cancer, but he, man, he fights daily. And that perspective, I think, you know, mentally tough. And I think, man, how do you keep a positive attitude when you don't feel good? You know, you don't, you can't do the things you used to be able to do and you have a disease, you know, and you're a good person, but there's mentally tough people all over the place. And sometimes I think we forget about those people that, you know, it's just, we think about the physically fit ones. Yeah, dude. I think um, with your buddy, you said, how does he remain positive? Well, I think there's two ways. I think there, well, there's a, a few ways. One is you got to have God in your life. You got to have something driving you. Knowing that the battle's already won, man, that, that gives you, that helps with your mental toughness already. You know, you're in the storms. Well, you know that you're in the battle, you're in the fire. Knowing on the other side, just like forged in fire, on the other side of the fire, that's how the sword is made, right? So it has to go through adversity. It has to be heated. Somebody has to hit it with a hammer to shape it. And then when it shapes, it pulls it out. You think a samurai sword, that's adversity. They take metal and they fold it and fold it and fold it and fold it. And at the end, what? You have one of the sharpest killing tools and that could be you. That could be our listener, you know? And that's what I think about when I'm like, somebody gives me an adversity, I think about it and I say, good. Good. Jocko's good video. Or when I, through some yeah. Stuff. Or when I complain, I say compared to what? And so, I mean, I got some stuff for the listeners, um, just that I've collected over time. If you want to hear them, Rob. Yeah. Come on, bring it. So check this out. This is what mentally strong people don't do based on my experience. And that's what we use in law enforcement, my training and experience. So one thing is we don't waste time on feeling sorry for ourselves. 
So when you feel sorry for yourself, you're minimizing your capacity to grow. Um, one, we don't shy away from change. We don't shy away from an event. We don't shy away from a challenge because that challenge, yeah, I'm going to learn. Even if I fail, you know, we say in jujitsu, I'm, I fail. I, I get tapped out more than I tap out other people. And that's how the pyramid grows. How do you think that I, I'm about to get my brown belt from Danny Dreen and Little Rock? How, how am I going to do that? Why is because I've tapped out so many times and it's allowing me to grow. Um, fear. Fear is a number one that will prevent you from being mentally tough. Fear is one of those things I think people, I think we all experience it, but you know, we have this thing either to go towards it or go away from it. And I was mm. like, you know, when you're engaging in battle, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Go at it. Go yes. at it. You know, sit there. And that's the thing. My life is, I've, I've like really changed this whole, I guess, paradigm is like, you know, instead of you know, avoiding uncomfortable situations, I try to put myself in more uncomfortable situations now because I realize the growth that comes from it and I realize the different parts of it, man. Um, I know this is a lot of stuff's not easy, but, uh, um, you know, sitting there talking about mental toughness, you know, all these funny things, uh, I kind of want to transition to, you know, talking about, uh, you know, we had a challenge last week and mine was to beat my wife in our, tell me about that. Our half marathon. I remember I challenged you. I said, you're running, you're running it. I said, your challenge is to beat Jessica. I was going to tell you, tell this story first, you know, this is a Las Vegas half marathon First half marathon, first time I've tried to run this distance since I was in the Army in 1998. I think I did a battalion run. It might have been that long. And uh, so I didn't train as well as I should have for it. You know, I ain't got the best knees, so I wasn't running really long distances. Oh, man, uh, I started off out the gate feeling good. You know, I was sitting there, like, hopped up on a little caffeine. Boom. And sitting there rolling, and, you know, mile one goes by, mile two goes by, mile three goes by. I'm, you know, still doing good, four, five. Mile six goes by, mile seven, eight, and towards between eight and nine, there's like a little bit of a heel. You know, I'm feeling pretty good. Around nine, I start to cramp. Okay, now freeze real quick. This is important for the listeners to know is because this is where your body says no, but your mental capacity says yes. Well, mile nine, I was I was running, I was ahead of the I think the two twenty marker, and my goal was to finish in two th- two hours and thirty minutes. And I was you know it's kind of had I was like man I got a little bit of margin you know keep rolling, changing my gait a little bit you know and I would cramp from my hip flexors, then I go to my quads, then my hams, then my calves. So I'm sitting there struggling through this, and you know people are starting to pass me, and I'm starting to get mad. I'm getting madder. Because of ego? Uh, ego. And I was like, I want to beat my wife. And I was oh, like, you have to. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the 220 people pass me. The 230 people pacers pass me. And I'm, you know, ego's still going. It's mile. I'm like, I'm turning the corner. There's mile, almost a mile 11. Um, I'm sitting there. I'm slowly like stiff-legged walking, looking like, you know, like a new calf, you know, like coming out, you know, sitting there. I can't. Yeah. I, I mean, so people are like. legged it. You're right, peg-legged yeah. it. And people are like, are you okay? You, you know, look like, like a pirate. You know, like people, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. I'm probably busting out some cuss words too. You know, I mm-hmm. have my headphones in, but what I do, I'm still moving. I'm keeping, I was like, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. Cause I was like, I've got to finish, you know, first most. And I want to be my wife. Wow. If you guys have never heard Jocko's good video, it's like, it's about perspective and about, you know, just kind of like he sits there, uh, his uh, subordinates come to him and, you know, say, Hey, we don't have the right gear. We don't have, you know, all these excuses. And he's like, good, good. So, you know, I search on my phone I turn the music off and find the good video and start listening to it. It's amazing. And I keep moving and my wife comes and passes me, you know, and she's like, come on. And I'm like, 
I can't move, you know, I'm still, I can't move any faster and I'm getting mad or, you know, and I'm busting out a few cuss words, of course, which I shouldn't say cussing, but I was mad. I was like, she's going to beat me. You were pissed off. Oh yeah. And the, then we had like this, there's one hill, like actually a real hill in it. And I was sitting there trying to go over it and, uh, you know, sitting there trying to stay up, you know, keep her in sight. And I'm like, man, I cannot move, you know, and I didn't have no more you know, like goo or anything, you know, I'd completely out and I'd lost my sodium, I had some low sodium tabs earlier and I'd lost those. I so what's up. the final verdict? Right. Oh man, she, here's the end of the race. She's ahead of me and I can't, I'm trying to make myself jog. I can't. Well, also, if you don't know, we're in part of Plexus, I'm a Domin ambassador, which is like the top of the, top of the company. There's a guy videoing from Plexus, you know, doing my diamond You're like, get that camera off of me now. And I'm sitting there, I'm trying, I'm like, I got this grimace face and I'm like, you know, my legs are just like popping and my toes start to curl up. It's like 300 yards. My wife's finished. I'm mad. She beat me and my toes are curling up and I'm trying to heel strike. So I don't land on my toes and my hands would cramp up, you know, and I'm like looking like this crazy you know, stride and yeah. I'm kind of laughing internally, but I'm like, this is, I've got to finish. I got, and the guys are running along with the camera with me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got to finish. And I finish it, you know, and I get done. I'm like smiles. Like I finished and uh, man, I, my pride, my wife beat me, which sucks royally. And you know, she definitely held it over my head now. And, but I was like, I finished the race, you know, that's like one of my goals. I didn't finish the time I wanted to. And, uh, but I was sitting there, the part was like, you know, could have quit, could have stopped, could have said, hey, medical, but I was like, you know, and add the, the mental toughness part is like, hey, find something that can help me get along. And that's why, you know, Jocko's good video, I probably listen to it every day at some point because it's like a little three minute video. Uh, if you guys don't know who Jocko Winnick is, yeah, find it, listen to it. But it's one of those things I use for motivation. I probably listen to it five times, right, you know, right in a row, trying to just to get going. But that experience was, I mean, I failed. I lost to my wife. The one thing, you know, I wanted to finish. That was the one thing I wanted to do, you know, the last thing. And she beat me. Here's, the, here's the thing too, Rob. I think never giving up after your first failure or, because imagine if you give up after your first failure, you start jujitsu, you get tapped out, you quit. You run against your wife in a half marathon and you quit. You never do it again. So what happens is not giving up. Looking at that failure with happiness and saying, how do I grow from this, right? So now, now you have a perspective. You said, okay, now I know what pain feels like, right? Now I know what that feels like. And now you have a different perspective on that, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things too, I mean, in preparation, because so many times in those situations, mentally toughness is like, if I was better prepared, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, you know, something else I was just thinking about in, in my head is don't dwell on the past, Dude, don't dwell on the past. I meet so many dudes who failed before. It might be marriage. It might be business. It might be jujitsu. It might be shooting, right? Whatever it might be, they dwell on the past. They say, man, dude, I really sucked at that, so I must suck. No, you don't. You just don't. I tell the students all the time in the gym, I tell them when you first ride your bike, you're on training wheels. You don't jump up and tail whip. You know what I mean? You don't do a backflip. Oh, I mean, so I you got to ride for a while. And that's the part of it. I think anytime you fail, use it as a learning experience. I would always say it's a learning experience. And it's like, how can I do this better? How can I make this better? How can I be better? And that's all my failures, you know, in business, man. I've had several business failures, you know. And, uh, some, you know, some wins, but some failures too. I've learned from those are learning experiences now, because I know as far as training, hydration, you know, and getting the weight down a little bit more and those things and, you know, sit there and, uh, also picking something I can beat my wife at before I start talking trash so much, you yeah, know, Yeah, so. dude, I, you know what I really appreciate you about Rob, you're a genuine dude, you're authentic. And that's what our listeners need to do too, right? They need to get around men that are authentic, 
that are not emotional vampires and men that can throw gas on the fire. So when someone calls me and says, Ryan, dude, I'm down and out right now, I can speak life into that person and just light the fire up. And that's what I challenge you. And I challenge you to leave your comfort zones. You should do something daily that challenges you. Think about it. A tree, when a tree grows, it doesn't just stop growing. Men in their, men in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, they just stop. They stop growing. They do the same grind. However, like a tree, a tree, as soon as it's planted and it hits the ground, it grows until it dies. You know, I challenge our listeners to do that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's really, it sounds, you know, really simple, but you know, something grows until it dies. And I mean, all of us, and part of that growing process, you know, pruning, you know, sitting there, mm. watering, you that's know, good. roots, I mean, grow, you know, all this, thing, you know, you got to grow deeper as you grow higher. All those things are important. There's tons. I mean, I could probably preach a sermon on that part right there. But what, you know, the, the important thing is like, man, we're going to challenge each other. You know, you know, my challenge was to beat my wife and I didn't do it, you know, and this month I got Ryan a big challenge and I'm going to do it with him uh, is so, in the month of May, no sugar May or uh, really, really, really low sugar May. Dude, I'm telling you, if I, I would be 400 pounds, dude, if I didn't train all the time, I'm telling you, I, I've got an internal fat kid that is strong. You know, those oatmeal, uh, cookies that have the cream in the middle. Dude, I could get a whole box, rip them up, pour milk, and eat it like cereal. I'm just saying, I, I'm a fat kid at heart, oh, you yeah. know. I mean, so, I think I think the, the whole thing, you know, and that's another thing about mental toughness is diet, yeah, self, self control, man, self control. Whether it be your diet, whether it be with women, whether it be with alcohol, whatever, have, you know, having self control in those situations. Because, I mean, I know I'm like I said, I'm a fat kid too. I mean, my thing is when I get stressed out, you know, I don't drink, you know. A lot of liquor, or, you know, get whatever. My 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 coping mechanism is Coca Cola. Coca Cola. You know, like yeah, you said there, that last time. I was like sitting there, like you know, look, I'm shotgunning cokes over there. You know, like got two in a hand, double yeah. fist in it. Like uh-huh. my wife's like, "What's wrong?" with You got you? a beer funnel of Coke. Yeah. yeah, she's like, "What's wrong with you? What's going on?" You know, she knows like it's yeah. like an indicator yeah. in my life. But you know, the sugar. You know, sugar. When you talk about, you know, it's just a simple thing that, man, it's a concentrate. You know, heroin's a concentrate. Cocaine's a concentrate. You know, wheat. You know, those things. Uh, you know, your life is. You, you know, can eat the plant itself, it's nothing. Yeah. But when it's concentrate, it's bad. And it's, you know, it's just a simple thing, you know, trying to, you know, it's just going to cut out like a ton of processed foods for both of us, a ton of, you know, those things that easy, simple, and take some preparation. So it's official. It's official. You know. So no sugar may. So Cinco de Mayo, you know, no sugar. No margaritas. So like, you know, burritos you with no, torti- no tortillas. <laughs> All right. So uh, if they want to do it with us, right? Hashtag Forged by Fire slash challenge, right? No, just, just, just Forged by Fire challenge. Just okay. Hashtag Forged by Fire challenge. And just if they're going to do it with us. I'm telling you, that's a way to leave your comfort zone. I don't mind if Rob told me, hey, dude, you're going to go run on glass for a quarter mile. I think I'd be more opt to do that than no sugar. So this is going to really push me out of my comfort zone. And cause me to grow and grow a new capacity for diet. I think for you, is it going to be? Is it not going to be that hard for you? Um, it's going to be pretty hard for me because my diet, you know, because I was doing more cardio the last couple months. I didn't really watch it as much because um, I have to try to get protein in my body mostly. But uh, you know, it's kind of ate whatever else I wanted to because I would like bike for an hour a couple times a week, plus you know, run a couple times, plus you know, those things. But uh, I'm not. I'm going to be doing more. Uh, CrossFit style, more, a little bit kind of lift heavy and, you know, some, some endurance stuff, but my diet, you know, it's going to meet a lot of meat and a lot of vegetables 
Dude, I'm down, man. That's a hard challenge and I accept it, you know, and that's what's cool about this podcast and about your friendship is, is growing. I'm going to challenge you, Rob. Here's your challenge for the week. I challenge you to do the fire truck pull and, uh, in Conway, I think it's, uh, this weekend and, uh, we're going to pull a fire truck as a team. There's this, there's this, uh, event it's for charity. And I think we're going to verse firefighters, maybe police officers, and we're going to be a team, uh, low speed high drag, <laughs> low speed high drag. One thing is I am not even the largest person, not the second largest oh, dude. person. I'm, no, like, we, I'm like middle of the pack. We have a guy named Adam Settle. He's, he looks like a fridge with a head on it. He, is he a, should be playing in the NFL on Sundays, I think. Oh dude, he's huge. And he's a, dude, we got to have him on the he's, podcast. He's, he's so strong too. He's scary. That's it, man. I mean, challenges, forget, don't forget, if you do, you know, Forge by Fire challenge, uh, hashtag Forge by Fire challenge, you know, sit there. If you got some awesome pictures, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and some good ideas, meals, no sugar, low sugar, you know, all those things for me and Ryan uh, to help us. Because Ryan's birthday is actually May 30th when you're trying to bake him, a, bake him a cake. Is that right? May 30th? Dude, right? and you know what? It's going to be mental. T- Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to get very aggressive about this. You want change, and this is for the listeners too, you want to change, you need to get pissed off at the things that make you weak. If it's alcohol, if it's um, irritability. Remember you asked me about my weakness or what fire? Irritability. Now, you know what? I get pissed off about it, and now I attack it from the opposite front. So now when I see a cake, I might wheel kick it across my room. Dude, I'm, I'm against sugar for this next month. So the next month, Ryan's probably going to lose about 15 pounds and be a little ripped, you know? Dude, I'm down. I'm not, you know, now it's too, we got listeners. I have to be accountable. So if anybody sees me with a Coke in their hand, I, I will let you punch me in the face. And Red Bull. And no, why'd you have to? Yeah. All those things okay. got sugar in No, man, thank you guys for listening this week. You know, check us out too on Instagram's forgeby.fire. And we have some pictures and some uh, just some stuff on there. Definitely some comments, likes, follow us there. And Brian's going to send us out today. Forged by fire. Out.